text 7, number 7. Mataparataram nanyat Kinchedasti dhananjaya Kinchedasti dhananjaya Mai sarvamidang protang Mai sarvamidang protang Sutre manigana iva Sutre manigana iva O conqueror of wealth, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. There is a common controversy over whether the supreme absolute truth is personal or impersonal. As far as Bhagavad Gita is concerned, the absolute truth is the personality of Godhead Sri Krishna and this is confirmed in every step. In this verse in particular, it is stressed that the Absolute Truth is a person. That the Personality of Godhead is the Supreme Absolute Truth is also the affirmation of the Brahma Sanghita, Ishvara, Parama, Krishna, Satyadananda, Vigraha. That is, the Supreme Absolute Truth, Personality of Godhead is Lord Krishna, who is the primeval Lord, the reservoir of all pleasure, Govinda, and the eternal form of complete bliss and knowledge. These authorities leave no doubt that the Absolute Truth is the Supreme Person, the cause of all causes. The impersonalist, however, argues on the strength of the Vedic version given in the Shvetashvatara Upanishad. Tato yad utaratarang tad arupam anamayam ya etad vidur amritas te bhavanti adhetare dukam eva piyanti. In the material world, Brahma, the primeval living entity within the universe, is understood to be the supreme amongst the demigods, human beings and lower animals. But beyond Brahma, there is the transcendence who has no material form and is free from all material contaminations. Anyone who can know him also becomes transcendental. But those who do not know him suffer the miseries of the material world. The impersonalist puts more stress on the word arupam. But this arupam is not impersonal. It indicates the transcendental form of eternity, bliss and knowledge as described in the Brahma Sanghita quoted above. Other verses in the Shvetashvatara Upanishad substantiate this as follows. Vedaham etang parushang mahantam adityavarnang tamasaparastat Tameva vidvanati mrityameti nanya panta vidyate yanaya yasmat parang na paramasti kinchit yasmanani o no jayos tikinchit briksha eva stabdho divi tishtatyekas tenedang purnang purushena saravam. I know that Supreme Personality of Godhead who is transcendental to all material conceptions of darkness. Only he who knows him can transcend the bonds of birth and death. There is no way for liberation other than this knowledge of that Supreme Person. There is no truth superior to that Supreme Person because He is the supermost. He is smaller than the smallest and He is greater than the greatest. He is situated as a silent tree and He illumines the transcendental sky and as a tree spreads its roots, He spreads His extensive energies. From these verses one concludes that the Supreme Absolute Truth is the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is all-pervading by His multi-energies both material and spiritual. Mataparataram nam yat kinchidasti dinandaya. 
Mai sarva midang protang sutre manigana eva. O conqueror of wealth, there is no truth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pearls are strung on a thread. A disciples meeting, discussing Bhagavad Gita as it is. I don't get to see most of you much of the time. There's one thing that I should say, it is that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is our proper topic of discussion. What should a guru teach his disciples? That Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Prabhupada was repeatedly stressing. He so many things. We hear so many things. Constantly, the senses are interacting with the sense objects. But unless we regularly hear from Guru, Sadhu, Shastra, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then we'll see all these things, but we won't see Krishna. Krishna is everywhere. Mayata tamidam sarvam jagada vyakta murtina matsthani sarva bhutani nacha Krishna says, I am everywhere, everything is in me, still I am apart from everything. So Krishna is everywhere, but we can't see Krishna unless we see Krishna, unless we see him through the eyes of Shastra. If we don't see Krishna, we see Maya. Otherwise we see him, everyone is seeing. And we generally we take this world to be reality. Actually our conception is formed more by hearing than by seeing. Is it not? How do, how, do we, how do we see this world? How do we understand it? Our conception is, or our worldview is formed more, more by hearing than by seeing. We see so many things, but what, what do we understand about this? That depends upon hearing. Different people have different outlooks and different philosophies. And scientists may say this is all coming into being by chance. There are theists who say that God made the world in six days. They have different ideas. See through the some kind of quantum theory, you'll see that everything is all simply energy. There's a, it's all a big. Everything's just a big. It's real. All these forms you see, they don't exist. Everything is simply energy. It's one of the ways of interpreting quantum theory, so we're told. So depending on, huh, depending on what we hear, we, we understand what we see. There are people walking around thinking, I am God, I have created everything. They've heard such ideas, or they've imagined such ideas in their minds. Or they're walking around in a haze thinking that nothing is real, nothing exists. There's so many ideas, so... Hearing is so much important to get what is actually the right idea, which is given by Krishna himself in Bhagavad Gita. That he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes. And if we hear regularly from Shastra, then we'll understand. Krishna is Supreme. We'll see Krishna everywhere and in everything. Seeing by hearing. Shutikshata path, that's mentioned in Bhagavatam, the path of seeing by hearing. If we hear regularly from Shastra, then we 
We see Krishna everywhere and in everything. Just like Prabhupada was once asked, what does it mean to see Krishna everywhere? When you see a tree, do you see Krishna standing inside the tree? or What is that? You see the tree manifest as Krishna. Prabhupada said, I see this Krishna's tree. Krishna has made this tree. This is Krishna's tree. Krishna is the cause of this tree's existence. Everything is caused by Krishna. Seen through Shastra helps us to see Krishna everywhere and in everything. Yomam Pashati Sarvatra, Krishna says, who sees me everywhere. Sarvang Chamai Pashati, and me and everything. Tasyaham na pranashyami, such a me na pranashyati. Such a person is, he's never lost. I, I never forget him and he never forgets me. So that is the art of Krishna consciousness, seeing Krishna everywhere and in everything, which depends first of all upon hearing about Krishna and then cultivating what we hear about Krishna by the process of sadhana bhakti, of which hearing is the first function. And there are other functions. Hearing and chanting are the two most important functions by which we can Krishna conscious, which is the aim of the Krishna conscious movement is what? To be Krishna conscious. It's self evident statement. The Krishna conscious movement is meant for being Krishna conscious. So first that understanding is there that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. He is the important principle. There are so many principles. So many principles of existence. There is the physical cause of the universe. Within sociology we can study their different uh, peer groups and then within science we can understand there are different energies working. There are so many different ways we can see the universe. But the, the root cause of everything is Krishna. He is the Supreme Personality. So that is Krishna consciousness. To, uh, to understand the most important thing. Other things, they may have relative importance, but compared to Krishna consciousness, they're actually not very important. Other things, they may have importance in relationship with Krishna. And not in relationship with Krishna, then all useless. As Prabhupada often said, so many zeros. If we had Krishna, it may be useful. But the zeros themselves, they're actually not required. The one is required, Krishna. So this is the cultivation of Krishna consciousness. To understand this actually very simple fact, it's not intellectually very difficult to understand that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and we're all his eternal servants. But it's difficult to understand because our intellect or our consciousness is polluted by the different way of thinking that I am the important principle within the universe. The most important thing is me, what I want. Or that may be extended to some kind of humanism, we should be good to all the Or now they have this ecological consciousness, be kind to the whales, and look after the earth nicely, and all these things. But without Krishna, then again, meaningless looking after the earth so we can live here peacefully and happily and nicely and another, it's another meaningless foolishness 
So Krishna has to. Krishna is this. Krishna is the center of everything. So Krishna consciousness means simply realizing the plain fact that Krishna is the center of everything. He is the meaning of everything, and we are our lives. They only have meaning if Krishna is in the center. So many people nowadays they are feeling this hopelessness, depression, meaninglessness in their lives. You're also seeing as a doctor, so many people, doctors, social workers. They deal with these things, and mostly people. So many people feel like that, but they don't express it. They'll be going on through their lives. And they're feeling like that, and then they have some kind of crisis in their lives, and they maybe go to a doctor or to a, some kind of guru. If they're lucky, they'll go to a Krishna conscious guru. Otherwise, they may go to some bogus fellow, or take some therapy, or maybe you give them some drugs or something like this. Actually, everyone is looking for Krishna. People are feeling life is meaningless. Well, that's good if they're feeling like that. Sometimes people come to me and say, "I'm feeling very frustrated." I say, "That's good. That's a good start. If you're feeling contented, there's, then you have a problem because life is miserable. So, if you're feeling frustrated, that's the beginning of understanding that life is useless and meaningless without Krishna. And we have to supply what. What what are you feeling? Meaninglessness. So what is it that you are missing? You are missing Krishna. So this is the simple fact to understand. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, and life is meant for understanding Krishna. There's so many things to do in this world. Play basketball, swim in the sea, you can play chess. You can listen to music. So many different kinds of jobs. You can get absorbed in so many things: reading books, novels, computer programming. That's one kind of intoxication. Here, among the middle class, it's a big craze. Everyone's doing computers. They'll be working literally. Many people working literally 18 hours or more on a regular basis. They just. Literally, they they go on eating at work, and they they just forgotten what they're doing. They're just looking at the computer. They're absorbed. There are so many things we can do in this world, but it's all useless and meaningless without Krishna. So therefore, to cultivate Krishna consciousness, cultivation, anukulena Krishna anushilana. We have to cultivate Krishna consciousness. We have to follow the process of sadhana bhakti. You've heard that before. I hope so. Go on. We have to, because sometimes we may think it's easier not to do. Well, it is. It is easier. It's, it, it appears easier not to do it, but then we don't get Krishna. There's a means to get Krishna. And that is by following the process of sadhana bhakti. But if we don't follow, then we don't get the result. So we should bring, chanting, serving, cultivating Krishna consciousness, being very careful of Maya, which is just as Krishna is all pervading. So in this material world, Maya is also all pervading. Maya is everywhere. 
So we always have to choose between Krishna and Maya. So better to choose Krishna because... Why is it better to choose Krishna? Well, we can say that we will be more satisfied. There's an even better reason that Krishna will be more satisfied. Krishna is not happy when he sees us choosing Maya. And naturally we won't be happy also. So better to understand this. Wherever we go, whatever we do, whatever we see, we always have to remember Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And anything outside of that, any understanding outside that understanding is simply the cause of misfortune. And also an important point, which is uh, more important to stress in the particular time we're living in, and maybe more so in this particular area that you are living in, is that we have to understand Krishna through the bona fide parampara source, because there are so many strange ideas being circulated, which are actually very inauspicious. Anything which is not coming in the bona fide parampara, that means it's a distortion and it will distort our proper understanding of Krishna consciousness. So these are all very clear, straightforward things to understand, which I think you can all understand. The of Krishna consciousness is, as I've said many times, it's very straightforward and clear. We don't have to invent anything. We simply have to follow the process. Given by the Acharyas, presented by Srila Prabhupada, Understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, He is the Supreme Enjoyer. We are not the enjoyers. We are the enjoyed. Just, uh, I was quoting that from Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. We don't eat Krishna Prasad. We are not, we don't... It's not the, Prasad is not the object of our enjoyment. But we are to be enjoyed. We don't see the deity, rather we present ourselves to be seen by the deity. So this this is Krishna conscious. To understand ourselves as parts and parcels of Krishna. That our position is just like there are this there are so many planets circling around. According to Vedic cosmology, they all go around the Dhruva Loka, whereas Vishnu is staying there on Dhruva Loka. So that is our position. Our position is to move in relationship with Krishna, not to try to become independent of Krishna. So it's a simple philosophy. But somehow we have various ways of redefining it. So better not redefine it because the way Krishna has given it, he's given the right understanding. So better we take what Krishna has told. Better not to try to be more intelligent than Krishna. So Hare Krishna. These are the basics of Krishna consciousness. Please study Bhagavad Gita as it is.
Srimad Bhagavatam and all of Prabhupada's books. Hare Krishna. Any questions about this? Can you understand? I mean, can you understand the English? Mm-hmm. All right. Any questions about this? I often ask myself when I speak uh, with, the, uh, with other people, how can I present them Krishna? How can I present them uh, that uh, if they know Krishna, that then they will be happy? And often... There are lots of examples like uh, the. You have said that uh, in India, when Sri Prabhupada was staying in one family, and she asked them for milk. And then, when he, when he received the milk, then he. And then he asked them uh, various uh, cheese. And then they replied to him that you get cheese only uh, through the process. When when you speak uh, to people about Krishna and about the the God and uh, how can they relate to God and the they can't understand that. And what, uh, on what, uh, which way we can uh, simply uh, explain to them what is God and how can they? <coughs> you can simply that? explain everything is, everything has a cause. Nothing comes into being by chance. So there's this supreme cause is Krishna. Everything in the universe works. It goes on according to laws, so there must be a law maker. It's a simple thing. How can they deny? The problem is that uh, when, when he's telling them about Lord and about everything, they don't understand. How can we make them to, to listen to us? That is, uh, yeah, well, well, for that reason, um, we usually recommend for general preaching that we, that, uh, we distribute Prabhupada's books and give prasadam 
because we can't expect that we'll just walk up to people on the street and start preaching to people and their whole lives will change. Lord Nityananda did that, but we're not Lord Nityananda. So it's better to distribute Prabhupada's books. And by doing that, then uh, gradually people's understanding changes and some people when upon reading their their lives will radically change. By distributing Prabhupada's books we see that there, there, there's a within society as a whole there's a general awakening of Krishna consciousness and that some particular individuals by reading the books their whole lives change. Just like devotees were telling me they were distributing books in Croatia and every year they'd find people's understanding was better. When they were first distributing, no one had any idea about karma or reincarnation. But then after distributing so many books and people, they accept that, they understand that. Like that. You noticed? Yeah. Well, my Vyasa Puja offering, uh, it's... I made one the year before. And... It's the same situation. <laughs> so I didn't feel so much like doing it. Same situation means that from within our movement there's uh, direct uh, minimization and criticism of Prabhupada is going on and it's not being stopped. And I just don't feel like making Vyasa Puja, official Vyasa Puja offering in such a situation. You may not be directly hearing about this, but you're getting it indirectly. I mean, there are so many people going around and saying so many bogus things. So, that's why. I don't like to discuss too much about this. It's very distressing, actually. But uh, you may come across people who say that Prabhupada made mistakes and this and that. But it may seem very logical to them. But this kind of thing, it's going to kill your devotion. <coughs> so better don't listen to such things. Made mistakes means, yeah, just like uh, Prabhupada may have seen, who is that? He, he, reckon, he thought he recognized someone else. Who is that? Higher Griva? No. It's someone else. He chastised Harishori Prabhu once that, why were you speaking with that woman? You're a Brahmachari. He said, actually, I'm a, he'd been with Prabhupada for some time. He said, actually, I'm Mara. Then Tamal Krishnamaraj explained, actually he's married Prabhupada. He'd been with Prabhupada as his servant for a few months. He was in white, but he never mentioned about his wife. So Prabhupada thought he was a brahmacharya. So then Prabhupada said, oh, oh, no, that's all right. But, uh, but to say that Prabhupada, Prabhupada had a misunderstanding of Shastra, he didn't understand how to present to us or the Shastra's raw, so many bad things. 
we hear such things, then it's uh, very it's very bad to hear such things. It spoil our Krishna consciousness. So, in the present time in our society, there's a mood of supposed to be a mood of great openness that we just we listen to everyone's opinion and everyone's opinion is okay and we shouldn't we shouldn't be too judgmental and all these things but to respect others opinion that's all right but actually it's not all right we should we respect krishna's opinion we respect what's in shastra not just so everyone can say whatever they like but uh, the, the I mean, even if you have an, an open-minded attitude, there have to be some limits. And criticizing Prabhupada is beyond the limit, far, far beyond the limit. So, some other point came up. Seems there's several. Of you have asked me about that because Saraswati wrote to me about reading Bhakti Tirtha Maharaj's books. I think you mentioned one was it Spiritual Warrior or something? Because I'd said that seeing that people are reading so many things and becoming confused, that I'd said that it's better before you read anything, better you ask me first. I got this idea actually from Shivara Maharaj. Who who, who told his he's told his disciples which books they shouldn't read he told me even there's the, there's this book Ananda Vrindavan Champu by Kavi Karnapur which is a it's a bona fide Gorya Vaishnava book which is translated in English now but uh, Govinda Maharaj told that one of his disciples had written to him that he felt his mind so much disturbed upon reading that I also read the whole book it was actually very beautiful in many ways but there are what's the value if your mind becomes disturbed actually these intimate pastimes they're not meant for everyone to read people say well it's a bona fide book but you have to understand that previously books were copied by hand and if you wanted to read a book it was not that you just print a book and you go and sell it here and there and everywhere it was a, it was a quite an endeavor to make a book and if you wanted to study any book, you had to, first of all, take your guru's permission. That was the system. Generally, you'd study under the guidance of the guru, personally. He would teach you what you need to know. And then if you wanted to, either he'd order you or you'd take permission. So that's a good principle, especially in the modern age when there are so many bogus books coming out. So, so uh, then I'd, I'd written this on that BVK Sangha. If you want to read different books, better ask me first what I recommend and what I don't. So Saraswati had asked about this spiritual warrior. So I wrote back that I don't recommend this for you and I think that's gone around all of you and so you're asking me why. Well, here's the reason why. I looked through it. I didn't read it some time ago. Maharaj gave me a copy, I think, of number one or whatever it was. And he explained to me that the idea of this book is to reach out to new age people and to attract their attention and then gradually bring them into Krishna consciousness. 
but it's not the book itself is not directly Krishna conscious you'll find, hardly find anything about Krishna or even the name of Krishna there so uh, I, then why read it if it's to gradually bring you to Krishna conscious you already came so better read Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam that's all <laughs> It, it's, a it's a book with a very specific purpose and uh, of course Maharaj is having he's having some success in preaching in that way but he, he has a whole in America but he has a whole system that people they write and then they go to seminars and then they gradually introduce Krishna consciousness and uh, for common people it, it gives some you know, it gives some idea of Sub-religious principles, morality, and it, it, there's one chapter. I, I didn't read that. Someone was telling me it starts off by saying that yes, sex is wonderful and it's God's gift and all this. But it starts off like this. And by the end of the chapter, he's saying that illicit sex is is wrong and you have to have one partner and it causes so much suffering if you. So he's like gradually introducing the subject matter but I as I wrote I, for you I don't there's no need better you study Gita Bhagavatam there are many other good books also apart from Prophet's books I just read a book by Sahotra Maharaj which is very very interesting actually to save me carrying it can you you can this is from the library in Prague Maybe you can read it while you're traveling. It's a little tough, but what do you expect? It's so dramatic. He writes philosophical books. So, uh, yeah, there are many good books there. Another good book I very much read, the Prabhupada Lilamrita is wonderful. You should all read that. Six volumes. Um... I think that one book I was going to say, but you probably wouldn't get it, and anyways, it'll be difficult for you because it's very deeply philosophical, and you're, with the, most of you, the English will be difficult. But that Shivaram Maharaj's books on the, explaining why Prabhupada's purports the Bhagavad Gita are Bhagavad Gita as it is, because some so called scholars they protest that this is not correct. Also, Shivaram Maharaj's books, he's written books on Krishna Leela which are very nice if you get that he's, he's taken from many different sources but he, he's uh, presented but without giving the the very intimate pastimes which are uh, they're not meant for devotees at our level they're very very intimate so like that there are different books but there are so many books coming up I don't know how how many books you can all read so it's good to I, our basic subject is Gita and Bhagavatam that we should study regularly again and again what about Gorgovinda's Swami's books they're quite popular yeah but Quite honestly, I see people that... Well, I don't know. It may not be everybody, but I've seen some people, they become quite confused by by reading that. Well, in particular, there was one person who was like... 
again I think we, we have to see everything in perspective I don't know I haven't read I've seen some of his books but there, there was one there's one person who was quite confused was, he'd read something about no there were two things one thing is that it's no use to listen to cassettes he got from one of Govinda Maharaj's books you have to because but then someone showed me that quote and it, they, they were saying that it's it, Shabda Brahma doesn't you can't get from cassettes you have to hear from a living person so my understanding of that is that he was saying that it's not ju- enough just to listen to cassettes but you you have to also submit to, to a guru and then there was something else like that. Some were saying that uh, there was something he read about. You have to accept only a Mahabhagavad Guru. And then, uh, upon reading that, then he, he decided that, you know, all the, none of the gurus in Iskom were good enough for him. So, I don't know, I haven't read. There, I, some of the things I've seen are nice, but... Again, we have to see it in perspective. Just like I was saying in the class this morning, there is Rasa Tattva, and that is the actual subject matter, but we have to understand it on a very strong philosophical platform. If we're only interested, we say, I'm only interested in Rasa, then we tend to become imbalanced. Because we see Prabhupada, he was always discussing philosophy. Not that Gorgovinda Maharaj wasn't philosophical. But practically speaking, I see most of his disciples... Even though he said to stay in Iskon, after he left, they all left Iskon. They mostly became disciples of Narayan Maharaj. So, we have to keep a balance. You may say, what's wrong with becoming a disciple of Narayan Maharaj? Well, his perspective is quite different from that of Prabhupada. Even though he says he's, he is the successor of Prabhupada. But, uh, and practically speaking, his presentation is more like that of the Sahajiyas. I personally seen him saying, telling, in a public assembly, telling that you should all follow Raganuga Bhakti. Which is, again, it's quite different from what Prabhupada taught. Step by step. So, so many people may say so many things. I, I trust Prabhupada. And others, they may be great Vaishnavas, but I can't, personally I can't put my trust in them in the same way I can put my trust in Prabhupada. So I, I feel very safe and confident following the path that Prabhupada gave us. And others may say that, well, now we have to go to higher realizations, but I, I, Prabhupada didn't give us the highest realization of us. Prabhupada himself, when, when others said that, he, he didn't accept that. So better remain sane. Don't, don't try to become someone. On the one hand, we see people are talking about higher realizations. On the other hand, we see they don't, can't even follow the regulated principles. They can't even chant 16 rounds. So what is that? What does that become? If you talk about big, big, high things, rasa, tattva, and so many things. You can't even follow any basic sadhana. What is that? That's sahaja. 
That's all. It's just an imagination that they become so advanced. So there will be more, more and more sahajis. Because it's, it's sahaj easy. You simply imagine that you're advanced. <laughs> but it's, it, it's imagination, it's not real. Heard about what? Matyavatar Prabhu in Italy, he opened Bhaktivedanta Vedanta University. He has three basic studies in this university about literature, Vedic psychology, and archaeology, including the architecture. And one can finish these studies with internet, you don't have to go to Italy. You can do it by correspondence? Yes. Mm. And uh, after, uh, I think, four years, uh, mm. one have a title of uh, Doctor of Vedic Studies. Mm. So what do you think? If we have uh, some uh, job, uh, or, uh, I, for example, I'm studying uh, architecture. So uh, mm. what do you think about if I can go to this... Uh, it sounds good. I'd have to, I didn't hear about it before. I'd have to check it up with some other devotees. It sounds very good, yeah. There are good programs in ISKCON developing more and more different educational programs. So that there, that's good. I talked with the director of my university and Matthias will come to my university to have some... He will? Yeah, some lectures about that. He was scheduled to do that? Uh, I think in September that he will come. Oh, that's nice. He has disciples, Matthias? Well, 20. Oh, that's good. He didn't initiate any Sounds good. Yeah. May I ask what's your opinion about Ashtarata for Ashtarata is a rascal. Let's be straightforward. Anyone who rejects Prabhupada after being initiated by him is a rascal. He may be, we know that his behavior is nice and gentle and this and that, but he rejected Prabhupada. Finished. We don't want to see his face. Many followers there, unfortunately. Let's be clear. Let's not be sentimental. How can you do that? What a rascal thing to do. Many followers all going around saying Prabhupada is wrong, rascals. None of them could have had any idea about Krishna if it wasn't for Prabhupada. Anyway. There's no need to discuss more. It's clear. If it's not clear, then you have a big problem. That's all. (laughs) 
You gonna watch something? Um, I was in, there in, in London. Uh, there is many people who come from different Gaudi Amas groups and gurus, and then um, we have a, a, we're trying to make very strict policy that they don't they can come only if they don't preach. And, mm. and uh, I was thinking, like, I don't understand. I would like to understand better. Uh, how is that that they they're all like uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati disciple mm. and mm. Shri Prabhupada. And why is it such a big difference? Like, uh, like it seems like there is some difference in philosophy, not just big, but still can make philosophy, philosophical or, difference. I, I'm not sure what's the problem. Why? Uh, philosophical. Well, Narayan Maharaj is different. I mean, he's he's like on this always. This like raga, but he's not Bhaktisiddhanta. No, he's not Bhaktisiddhanta. So his disciple, and practically he's not even following his own Guru Maharaj, who who uh, didn't want him to get into all all this stuff which he got from Babaji's apparently. No, philosophically, there's no. Difference, or there may be some very minor differences. I mean, even in Iskon, there are different opinions about philosophy. <laughs> Gorya Mat, why we restrict? Because it's it's more a personal thing. Because mostly they come around and they say, you know, we're going to give you something better or higher, and they take people away and. They initiate them before they have a chat. You know, even even by trickery, there are many there are many instances. You know, they they say, "Would you like a spiritual name?" Yes. Okay, your name is okay. Now you're initiated. This is, so it's, they seem to be like overly eager to initiate people without any program for training or guidance, and uh, you know, by uh, by the hard work of Prabhupada's followers, they they take people away. Of course, it could be said that in some ways they 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 take away less serious people. So there are different ways to look at it. I mean, another thing is that our our preaching has expanded so much that practically we you know we can't keep up with the so many, so many people are coming and we can't we can't tend to them all. So maybe if they can guide some people, that would be good. But on the whole, they're they're. Uh, but on the whole, they're they're. Uh, modus operandi is to. I mean, they don't do their own. They generally don't do their own preaching. They just come to Iskon and then they take people away, which is. It's not very good. And why? 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 Uh, why should we encourage that? I mean, we want people to. Join Prabhupada's movement and appreciate Prabhupada, which they also, they you know, they don't have that much. They'll, they'll say yes, yes, we like Prabhupada just to keep, to catch people, but then they won't. Uh, you know, we want people to join Prabhupada's movement, study Prabhupada's books, and distribute his books. We'll have to see how things go on in future. But I heard from one person that, for example, Narayan Swami's disciples, they, they distribute also Prabhupada's book, like Krishna books, and then, like, they don't want to, I don't know, they somehow 
cover these wares with an iskon or something. Mm. I heard that. When they give out Prabhupada's Krishna book, mm. they they cover, you know, place where it's written iskon. Oh, it may be. It may be. If I can ask one more thing, maybe it's not nice if you discuss or but just I heard, so just pollute mm. my mind. I would like you can clarify this. Uh, also, one person who became very close to this Narayan Swami disciple. That one was like. Actually, his name is not Narayan Swami, it's Narayan Maharaj. He's, you could say he's Swami Narayan Maharaj. But that, it's Narayan Maharaj, he's not Narayan Swami, this is a technicality. So that person told me, like, that in, I don't know much about that. It's like in one period, that some of uh, our present gurus, they had. Yeah, they time. made, they built him up. And like. They built they, him up. Otherwise, he was sitting in Mathura, no one in Iskon knew about him. Some of our <laughs> leaders went there. They made him well known in Iskon. I sent a letter to the GBC at that time and said, this is very dangerous, all this talk of Raganuga Bhajan, it's very dangerous, it's going to cause a big problem, and that was a few years ago. Anyway, they didn't accept the letter. They said I was a rascal and a hypocrite and so many things. I told, this is going to create a big problem. <laughs> I mean, it's to, to me, it's like, you know, you're driving a car right into, right towards a wall. Isn't it obvious there's going to, you're going to have a big problem very soon? <laughs> you're going to get smashed. So, it's, you know, we're talking all this Raganuga, building up Narayan Maharaj and so many things. It's just, it's just completely obvious to me that you're driving a car straight at a wall. But I don't know. Anyway, now they understand. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, what should be our attitude to other gurus in Iskon who have maybe different attitude or opinion than you have? Well, we should respect them. We can't expect everyone to have the same outlook. But practically speaking, I'm seeing that although I'm considered a fundamentalist or a fanatic or whatever different people say, that uh, my disciples who follow in the way that I instruct them to follow, to, to take Krishna consciousness very seriously, and they, they seem to be doing quite well. I think you wrote to me like that, some letter some time ago. You wrote some time ago saying that you couldn't understand. Was it you who wrote yes, like that? Yes, yes. You couldn't understand, you thought I was very heavy and all this. But then later, when you saw the whole situation in Croatia, that it's most of the devotees, they're just... Chant if you feel like it, follow something if you feel like it. So when you saw that, that... that, that uh, because I was quite strong on insisting we should follow everything, so you could understand that that... That was helpful. Mm. Then who else? Someone else had their hand. I want to ask you. 
Uh, I heard some opinion that uh, it's so like many opinions. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to read Prabhupada's books. <laughs> I tell you, it's just like a, just like in Bengal. So many people say, "Oneke Bali." It means many people say. As soon as people say that, I would immediately stop. I wouldn't even listen to the question. I'd immediately stop. Many people say, but what does Krishna say? What does Shastra say? I wouldn't even take the question. I stopped them after those two words. In English, in English, it comes out as three words. Many people say. Stop. Stop right there. Not box populi. Box dea. Not the word. Not the opinion of the people. What is the opinion of God? That is a, anyway. You heard some opinion. <laughs> Uh, if we give donations in some temple and uh, the authorities from this temple misuse this money, that we are participating in this misusing, uh, is it true or? Uh, well, if you if you happen to know that the money will be taken out of the box and used for intoxication, illicit sex, meeting, or gambling, then it's better not to put the money in. But. You see, misuse, there are, there are different kinds of misuse. One may be uh, corruption. Another kind may be uh, misspending due to inexperience or poor management. Or another kind may be that we see, you know, anyone can say misspending, but you may not know what the actual situation is. I mean, practically in any institution, whether it's a big corporation or whatever it is, you could say that the money could be spent better, the management could be done better. But then if no one puts the money, any money in, then you see the deities, they don't get fed and they don't get clothed. And so, uh, you know, in the name of uh, money being misspent, just like I see in Ljubljana, when they're in a big temple, but, uh, there's a big congregation, but people are not giving donations. and. Uh, the deities, they're not dressed properly and they're probably not fed properly. So, that's understood that some money may go here and there, but you have to see that deities are looked after. I wouldn't stop all donations just because maybe the management isn't perfect, but still. They have to look after the deities and also the devotees are living in the temple. If they're sacrificing to live in the temple, they also require some maintenance. Uh, often devotees say that their deities, uh, they grow bigger, they grow fat and now they're happy, now they're mm, smart. What, sorry? Often uh, devotees who have deities at home mm. say for, for their deities, now they grow fatter, now they're tiny, now they're smiling, now they're sad. Now they're this and now they're that and now I'm fed up and giving them to someone else. <laughs> and someone says, oh, Krishna came into my life. Someone gave like it's a transcendental leela. Or actually the person, they just, you know, they, they have no devotion and they, want, they took the deities and now... I felt I have to give these deities to you. Actually, if you worship deities, you have to worship throughout your life. 
And then when you can no longer worship, then you, when you're old, then you turn over to someone else, which would usually be your, your son or your disciple. But here we see people, they go, they sentimentally worship for three or four months and then they give to someone else. So that's not proper. And deities, they, they get moved from one place to another. It may be that happens. That experience was there in London some years. I was there at that time. They were just feeding the deities very little and then they started, started feeding so much and then they had to make all new outfits. Everyone could see. Krishna put on weight. So it may be. Different standard means uh, any living entity that comes within the range of my vision, I should initiate. Uh, no. Sometimes he would give initiation to people just at, for the asking. But generally they had to, they had to, uh, they would come in and then they would come, they'd be recommended by someone. It's more like the uh, Bengali village guru style. They're collecting many followers. But what's the meaning? You know, someone they don't follow any principles, and uh, you may say it's a, so much mercy, but it's not actually mercy. If it if it doesn't elevate the person, and the person himself won't take it very seriously if he's if there's no particular standard. Well, they're serious enough about it that they want to come around this corner and take people away to give it to them. And why do they do that? There's something wrong there. This business of coming around this temples and taking people away, isn't it? Doesn't it seem like they, you know, they're trying to increase the number of their followers more artificially? I mean, do they really, do they really think they, they, have, they can benefit them more? Are they really thinking of the benefit of the people that they're giving Harinam to? Is that their prime motive? It's, hap it's happening all the time. They were living in the temple. It's not even proper. I mean, it's, it's against any proper Vaishnava etiquette. Also, if you're already in one institution and hearing from them, I mean, if someone was in a Mayavadi institution and you took them away, that's one thing. Anyway, I don't know what their outlook is, but it doesn't seem right to. I, I don't think Prabhupada would be very happy with this. Of course, you could say Prabhupada might not be very happy with the situation in our movement overall. But this is the, but the solution is not that they all go off to Gorya Mart and this and that. I really don't see how they benefit them that much by you know, what what's their program? They get initiation and then what? 
they, they, give, they offer them any satsang or guidance or training and take more people away. Yeah, the whole uh, atmosphere has become very cheapened, you know, you, do, you, live, you live at home and you uh, maybe chant, maybe not chant, and maybe do something and maybe don't, and maybe follow something and maybe don't, and, and you're initiated and you're a devotee and it's all the same and don't criticize, and you have visions, and Hare Krishna. But actually, this kind of initiation will simply create a problem for you. You'll, you'll get all these nonsense people. Just like there was one disciple of Bhakti, was it Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj? He was making so much propaganda against ISKCON in, in the newspapers in Croatia and Slovenia. That was about, what, two years ago? Huh? Was it mostly in Sofia? And then there's the, now there's this so-called Gopal Prem, who was initiated by Bhakti Vaibhav Puri Maharaj. You see, if he, maybe if he had been more, if he didn't just initiate him on the spot, then you know, find out something about him before he initiates him, then he wouldn't wouldn't have. Uh... You know, I heard that two of his disciples for a few days was in Darshan with Jagatakas Maharaj, mm-hmm. and they suggested to about this. <laughs> it sounds something like Pondraka sending his messenger to Krishna. <laughs> that uh, you, know, you should give up your symbols of the club, and the lotus, and you're, you're the imitation Vasudev. You should recognize the real Vasudev. And the, the members of the Yadu dynasty, they simply laughed. And Krishna said, Yes, I will give up my chakra. I will give it up to Pondraka. I will give him my chakra to cut his neck. <laughs> it's a it's a joke. These things they'll come and go. Just like that guy was there what two years ago, he's making some propaganda. So much propaganda in the newspaper and everything. And where is he now? You hear anything about him now? He's still <laughs> anyway, it's disturbed times. We have to go on with faith in Guru Sadhu and Shastra. Now, um, Seen various things, my my general or my my long term response is myself writing books. So I have a lot of work to do in writing. This uh, this book, Vaishnava etiquette book, which will take some time more, still that will that will have some effect. That will delineate what actual standards are supposed to be. They'll take I. I I haven't been finishing my book. I'll tell you, the last year, I've done a lot of work on the Bhaktisiddhanta book, which I thought would be finished a year ago. But then I sent it to one devotee for proofreading, and he suggested doing a re-edit, and his re-editing has been, it's been an incredible job. I have 
2,600 email exchanges with him now. And most of them, they're not just individual points of editing, most of them are big chunks of manuscript which we send backwards and forwards. We're discussing different ways, very finely tuning, which is, it'll make the book much better, actually. Just like I was reading this book of Sahotra Maharaj, which is, is very nice reading, but there are actually quite a lot of typographical mistakes and mistakes in the Sanskrit and Bengali. And so, hopefully. I mean, definitely in every book there'll be some mistakes, but, but uh, this, will, this book will be much better. I mean, if you saw some of my previous books, like Jai Srila Prabhupada, especially, there are a lot of mistakes in that. So this time... That's going to be reprinted fairly soon. It's ready for reprint. It just needs laying out. Um, that also is working on the No, there wasn't much work to do, but I was mostly preoccupied with this Bhakti Siddhanta book. So then, uh, when I get back to India, and when I've cleared the pending things I have to do there, I want, I want to finish off this uh, Vaishnava etiquette and behavior book. Um, and, then I have to, and then I have some other projects, a book on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and a few, few other things I have to finish. It takes a lot of time. But uh, I didn't want to come this year actually without, I thought I must bring this Bhakti Siddhanta book because every year I'm saying it. I really thought it was going to happen this year but somehow I didn't... I, it didn't happen. It's always one thing after another. I mean, it's not that I'm not working. Like I said, there's 2,600 email exchanges. Most of them, I would, I would guess there's an average of about 30 or 40 editing questions. In, well, not in each one, but in, in at least half of them. So you can understand, we're getting into it in very fine detail there. So that Vaishya, yeah, Vaishya Vedicate book I, I have to spend but time on, but the, I have to cut down on other things, which is why you see. Actually, I'm spending two months in Europe this year. But I'm thinking next year I'll just attend a few festivals, and that may be it, because I have to concentrate on my writing. Maybe, maybe I'll spend in Croatia maybe three days at this festival, and then maybe three days in Liga, either before or after that. Something like that. Let's see. But another thing is that um, now, at least for this year and, and into half of next year, there's uh, preaching on TV, Hindi Bhagavad Gita lectures, which I should be. They must be shooting in Bombay now. I'm missing that now. But uh, I'm supposed to go every month to Bombay and be there for three days and myself and other others but I'm, I'm the one white speaker which is a it's a big thing that people see the white man speaking giving Bhagavad Gita lectures in Hindi so it has a very big effect I mean everywhere even from the old series which is on Sony TV which is quite well distributed wherever I go even now people are I saw you on TV, but this TV channel which we're doing now, it's the biggest, it's, it's a huge viewership, literally hundreds of millions of people. It must be one of the most, uh, even in terms of world viewers, 
I mean, a number of, in terms of TV channels in the world, it must be one of the top ones because it's the top Hindi channel. Now there's TVs in every home, in every village, it's, which is mainly having a bad effect. But anyway, this is very big preaching. So, but but there will there will there will be two months if we go on with this. There will be two months every year in the summer free because there'll be what they do. They shoot one month's shows at a time every month but because of Janmashtami because all the devotees are busy preparing for Janmashtami so they do two months at one time before Jan, two months before Janmashtami so that time we get two months free so anyway we'll see how it works out but there'll probably be more it seems that other TV channels also want to take it up because it's it's popular and it's it's very good so I may get more and more into that. And I want to do Bengali also. Because that, that's also... Bengali is also one of the major languages of the world. Hindi is... How many, how many people speak Hindi as a first language? As a first language, maybe 400 million people. And as a second language, maybe another 400 million so it's quite big. I mean, it's more widely spoken than Croatian, that's for sure. <laughs> and Bengali, uh, maybe also like that, uh, 300 million, 350 million. But it's in one, it's all concentrated in Bengal, West Bengal, Bangladesh, Tripura, Assam. But, uh, that, that will, I, I want to do that also. Very, very big preaching. So this is what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm thinking, uh, because of the, between the writing and the preaching opportunities in India, that I may not travel so widely. This year I'm going to, I went, because I promised last year I'd go to the Czech festival for Jan Mashtumi. And then I thought to come here and then I'd see my disciples in this area. And in, in between there was the Ukraine festival, so I went to that. And then I'm going to two festivals in Russia and I'm going to a place in Russia which I promised last year I'd go to. And that's it for the summer. Two months like that. But I'm thinking next year to uh, maybe just just like that, a few festivals. But from what I can understand, most of the gurus initiating in this area, they also only come like that, isn't it? For a few days. Apart from Sachinandama, he spends a lot of time here, isn't it? But it's like that for all. Sorry. <laughs> You can also come. It's not so easy for you, but some of you came to India, to Mayapur. Some of you came. Hmm? Yeah, I'm saying some of you already came. Mayapur festival is very small this year, actually. Very, very few devotees. Just... I, they were saying because many came to Kumbh Mela and then they, you can't stay on so much time. So maybe next year it'll be bigger. But the last few years it's been bigger because of the Russian, mostly because of the Russian devotees. So, 
if they don't come, then the numbers really go down a lot. Anyway, let's see. I also, I've been seeing that, I was thinking maybe I won't go next year myself. Maybe I'll celebrate Gorponim with someone else. Because it's also good preaching opportunities in other places. So, uh, before the end of the year, this Bhaktis book should be published. I mean, it's just, it's just, there's just uh, one or two editing questions and then it's got to be proofread. But I, I also, I can't, while I'm traveling like this, I can't access email to, to do the, there's just one or two little editing points, but I can't do it now. Maybe when I go to Ljubljana, but I'm waiting for that file to come. It didn't come. I don't know what happened with my editor. No. Some there was some phone call came from London. Who said about yes, that? I said uh, Mahajyoti called uh, one devotee, which know, which he knows, and asked for uh, do you. Uh, but where did he call? Here. Uh huh. He wants to speak to you. Čudio se, nije mu bilo jasno da Maharaj redovito odgovara na pitanje, jer par dana već nije dobio odgovor na ta svoja. He's waiting for reply because he asked... For, for email, yeah. Yes. yes. Well, I was on email what, just the day I I came here. But uh, maybe I just sent him a short reply. What about Nakshatri? Me this morning that he would like to come to the meeting, and I told him that I will help him when he told me this And then? Mm-hmm. Then? And then I came with you by car, and I didn't see him there, and I didn't help him come. I see him there, but I didn't know. Yeah? In Kona, if you want. Yeah? In Kona, if you want. So what? I'm supposed to call. Uh, maybe one of you could call him and say, I'm here and I don't have access to. I probably could. If some, I went to Pula, but it's half an hour's drive. You know, even if I could get on email, I still have a hope. You can tell him that uh, on Wednesday I'll be going to Ljubljana. I can write, if, or if he needs, if it's urgent, I can speak to him on the phone. He would like to speak to Okay, well, I don't have it. Do you have his number? Yeah, but if you you're in Ljubljana on Wednesday, mm-hmm. so maybe maybe I can phone him and just tell him to phone there. Well, I could probably call him from here also. Yes, you have a telephone here on reception, and I think that you also can can go on on email here on reception. Is it? Well, I don't have any. I have to get a. I don't have any. Uh, well, Login connection for, for Croatia. Someone would have to give it to well, me. There are so many devotees here who are dealing with this. We can ask mm. somebody. You have, right? No, I don't have here, but there are so many devotees here. You, you have one. It's not. It's only good for Rijeka, is it? Your connection? I don't know what I have because I have devotees <laughs> who arrange everything for me that I just press login and I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I can ask somebody of them who are... Yeah, if someone can give me, a, but I, I don't even know where's the time to uh, to even look at email. I got, I logged in there in Ljubljana and I had 21 letters or so I had a quick look and that's it. I didn't open my computer since then. But I replied to one, which was to Mahaduti proposed letter. I just gave a quick two-line reply. Anyway, you can, uh, why don't you phone and say I, I can reply by email on Wednesday. 
I don't know in the next few days if, if, if I get. I, I mean, I might get time. If I get time, I might do a little reading. Or <laughs> but uh, Is it otherwise, I can phone him. Yeah. Or maybe, mm, maybe you can say like certain time, and then he can phone you back here. Uh, yeah. Or either, yeah, either I'll phone him or he phone me. But it should be if there's a time. It's better. But when tomorrow morning would be okay. Tomorrow morning. Uh, where to phone though? I can give you my mobile phone. Then he could phone say ten uh, o'clock tomorrow morning. I don't know, or I can phone him. You can phone from. No, better he phones because then you'll be embarrassed to. To. Uh, and it's much cheaper to phone from England. Is it? Yeah, it's much. Oh, okay. Tell him that. Why don't you? So why don't you phone him and then give that number, yeah. and say if he wants to phone, he can. Otherwise, uh, on Wednesday or Thursday morning, I'll be on email. Like that. Yeah, I don't. The way things are going, I don't think at this camp I'm going to have much time to look at email. Actually, tomorrow morning I'm a little free. If I have people to meet, Puna Chandraprabhu is supposed to meet him tomorrow. We'll probably spend some time. Who else do I have to meet? You're here for so you're here for a few days. You yourself. Yeah. When does you plan to arrive for the journal? Wednesday evening. You're going to give the class? Ah, uh, I was thinking on Thursday morning I'd get the class because probably most of the devotees anyway. There won't be many. The most Ljubljana devotees would be here, isn't it? Yeah, so they'll all be going back. I was thinking that uh, I was thinking actually if I get there on Wednesday evening, I'd look at my email. <laughs> yeah, there'll always be some people, but not in the evening. Yeah, Thursday, Thursday morning, yeah. I, I, Do any of you have any of my books? You had some, you, you turned them all over? Uh, Does anyone? You don't have any? You also don't have any? They're, all, they're always you then, is it? Mostly Vangshi does. You have Ramayana. There are going to be quite a few books left over here. There's my memories, how, came, how many came? I was thinking this morning it must be hundred. It's quite a lot, huh? 
It's a pity they didn't get brought to... I was thinking they could be brought to check and then... Anyway. We had some then. But also I could have taken to Ukraine. All right. So... So you have Ramayana, my memories, Mangshidas, and there may be some other books left here. There are a few books like Rasikananda. Okay, well, if any of you want to take, you can take for selling. Some of you have done. You may not have so much opportunity as you had previously. Used to that. And then uh, I'll take some also. I'll take some to Russia, some, some uh, my memories. And we'll see. We'll see what's there when it's all. So you're going to keep the books for now, is it, in this area? You're selling where? Oh, are you happy here? Yeah, yeah. Yes, at the other side. Yeah. And you, you also wanted to go on selling? Yes. <laughs> How would you do that? Like at the Sunday Feast program or what? Just to your friends like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, he organized a program every Sunday in mm-hmm. the morning and uh, he called uh, other devotees to his home and uh, I have a little uh, store, store. desk and I sell. Where are you going? No, no, stay here. <laughs> He's going to America soon, huh? Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, he's not sure. He's not sure. Depends on his getting a visa from him. No, uh, he's not sure because uh, his guru told him that uh, he must uh, uh, double his son. He must choose for himself what he wants. His guru told him that. Also, he's not sure. Maharaj is not sure. Yeah, he'll probably do better spiritually. He may do materially better there, but spiritually he'll probably do better here. Materially means you work hard and you earn money in America. But it's a spiritual. Yeah, yeah. It's very hectic life. People have money, but they don't, they don't just pull it off trees. They have to work hard like anything. Uh, 
Yeah, he told, yeah. I hardly get massage. But I told him he was doing good service looking after you. That uh, Vangshidas in Croatian that was that there were I took eleven books from Ripuha Prabhu. You know about that? No, no, he didn't told us. So did he, you still have you started off with the original uh, we have five hundred copies of Vangshidas. Yeah, but where are they? Uh, I think in Zagreb. But on the book table now? Yes. Uh, some of, yes. Some of, you uh, have a few. Yes. I, I took eleven from Ripuha. You took eleven and we have uh, we have You had some more also? And the rest is in Zagreb, I think. You brought yourself from Zagreb? No, no, Ripuha Prabhu brought I see. So you're working that out with him, huh? Yes, yes. And I took one glimpses from Vishnumurti Prabhu. Yes. And you took more or what? What? You took more from him? No, no, just one. That's on on the table with other books. That wasn't so, huh? I think not. In Czech we sold what? 32, 32 glimpses, something like that. There's the main cellar there. Yeah, we had 15 on there. More, more would have gone if we had more? We finished what we had in Czech? Yeah, it's just... Like, one afternoon, like, small piece, but much people, uh, I... Mm. Okay, anything else? Thank you for cleaning the room, putting the nice pictures. It's much better now. <laughs> I want to tell about these pictures. Uh, uh, in the Mahavishnu Prabhu, he made a nice prasadam here upstairs. So he said Which Mahavishnu? The Croatian, original? Yes. He's here? Yeah, yes. he's up there and he called you to honor the prasadam also. Oh. He gets all that pictures for your room. Oh. I should go and see him. He's my old companion. We did so many BTG articles together. Yeah, I'll go and see him. Where's he living now? I'll see. Okay, anything else?